You've probably heard of Scientology. Why is it a religion? What's it clear? What's it clear? Well, whatever you have heard, if you haven't heard it from us, I can assure you, we are not what you expect. Presented by the good people at the Podbelly Network. My fellow Americans, we are fortunate to be alive. They need them to protect us from the number one killer in history. Protect us from the Central University. A study on why everybody welcome to episode 296 of the art and jacob do america podcast i'm your host in the place to be mr jacob pete and sitting right across from me on this lovely sunday morning is the brown recluse mr art art say hello to the millions and millions what is up america guys go to cavemancoffee.com check out their entire inventory they got the coffee beans they got the hibiscus tea they got the cacao butter uh pretty much everything they got uh, they also have stuff on clearance right now, which is like their winter clearance sale. So guys, go to cavemancoffee.com, check out their entire inventory, use promo code AMERICA to receive 15% off. Tell them Martin Jacob sent you. Take a picture of yourself wearing it, and once you receive it, or if not, who, who cares? <laughs> who cares at this point? Such uh, a great spokesman for yeah, Caveman Coffee. Who, who, who cares? No one cares. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, guys, yeah, use that promo code. Take a picture of yourself wearing it. Um... And um, yeah, that's it. Same on your And speaking of sponsors, guys, make sure everybody heads on over to SucreApparel.com, where the great and powerful Nicole Smith Bosch has put together an illustrious array of merchandise for your consumption pleasure. I'm not sure what the next holiday is. Valentine's Day. Uh, you mean real it? holiday? Is there something in January? Oh no, Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King. If you have a dream. And somebody else in your life has a dream. Buy yourself and buy somebody else in your life some sucre apparel. Uh, but before you hit checkout, guys, and enter in your credit card information or your PayPal or <clears throat> Dogecoin or however you purchase items on the internet, guys, I need you to enter promo code Art and Jacob, and Nicole will give you ten percent off your entire purchase. And guys, we're not here to talk about <laughs> Martin Luther King Day. Or my dissipating voice. Hopefully my voice lasts this uh, <clears throat> entirety of the episode. Yeah, yeah. If you're listening for the first time, I don't sound like this all the time. But this weird thing started happening like about a month ago where like anytime like the weather was just slightly inclement. Your knees hurt. My knees hurt. My back hurt. My toes. All my fucking joints hurt. And my yeah. voice starts to go out. And we had a really fire Patreon, guys. So head on over to Patreon.com. Download those episodes and whatnot. Um, but... 
That voice has just been going. Yeah, dude. Purity, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Second childhood. Here we go. <laughs> Insert that Nas song, right? Here. Good song, dude. Yeah. Anyways, Art, what are we here to talk about today? This is our second stab at Scientology. Scientology part deuce. Yeah, so. Who did now? And then deuce. There you go. So. Corn reference. <laughs> corn reference. But yeah, definitely our second second charm, second Second time is the charm, I suppose. Yeah, there you go. First episode, we talk about it on the Patreon a little bit. It's all right. It's, it's not our best work. But this episode, we did, we did, we did, uh, we did all those episodes just to get ready for this episode. We so we ready, we ready. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if we talk about something that you don't understand, like, what is a Thetan? What is, uh, I was about to say, what is Thanos? <laughs> who is Thanos? Uh, who is, uh, who's the guy that they fucking worship? Um, Xenu. Xenu. If you hear us talk about Xenu or Thetans or yeah. Going Clear or all those, well, like. I don't, do they worship, I don't think they worship Xenu. Xenu is, like, the dude that came, he was the dictator that, like, destroyed the world and like <laughs> he's their everyone. prophet he's their prophet muhammad or jesus or uh-huh. moses if you will like he's not the main guy but he's like the guy that like yeah. moves the needle for scientology yeah, yeah. he's their prophet so if you want to know about that shit go listen to part one yeah. actually don't ah. <laughs> just i'm sure like sofa king covered it or someone else <laughs> last covered podcast it. last podcast covered it like check out their episode then check out this episode we were very young to the podcast game when we first covered it but there is a lot of good information there uh, just fast forward like maybe the first twenty minutes where Eric's talking about like dildos and stuff. Yeah, and a lot of that talk, a lot of just just bad humor, I guess. <laughs> Did not age well yeah. for for the last you know. But like it's our, only two years old or three years old or something like that. Four, four years old, dude. Now. It was like twenty eighteen when we did. No, five. Twenty fifteen. Twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Yeah, we were just like. Man, I can't wait for more years of this Obama. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> And when Hillary Clinton becomes, I can't president. wait till Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton becomes president. But yeah, <laughs> uh, so this is um, this is part two to that. So if you want to know the backstory to to Scientology, that's the episode for that. This is a little more of a part two of where we drop off the story, where we leave the story. We uh, we meet a character named David Miscavige, and this is pretty much David Miscavige onward. Is Pretty yeah. Much. So the first episode is more fucking L. Ron Hubbard. Correct. The beginnings and whatnot. And this is where we're at with Scientology today, yeah. if you will. So, uh, Art, why does David Miscavige matter? So David Miscavige basically becomes the uh, the face of Scientology once L. Ron Hubbard uh, pretty much dies and joins Xenu. <laughs> in in the afterlife or whatever do, they believe in. Do you know what's weird is like they never really announced that Elrond within the church obviously he did die or whatever like in 1986 yeah, yeah. or something like that but the church still says like he's around or whatever he's omnipresent like the holy ghost in christianity or whatever but he never really left us or whatever he just left his duties uh with the church of scientology <clears throat> and i am there was a story i was listening to a bunch of podcasts about scientology this week and there was a story about uh leah remini i guess she went over to Tom Cruise's house and he was like flipping out because he wanted everybody to play hide and seek. Tom Cruise did? Yeah, he wanted a bunch of like 40-year-old adults to play hide and seek at his palatious mansion. That's why I didn't watch 
uh, Top Gun Part 2. If anyone's wondering why I refuse to watch Top Gun Part 2, that there you go. Well, this is going to push the goalpost even further mm-hmm. on that. Uh, he wanted uh, everybody to play hide and seek and to bake cookies afterwards. Oh, no. right. now I'm back in. Oh, okay, uh, that, that did it for you. But I guess he was flipping out, like like throwing a fucking temper tantrum because uh-huh. he couldn't find the pre-made cookie dough that was literally sitting right in front of him or whatever, right? And he was like going off about how like, uh, you know, David would never let this happen and that LRH's presence is all around us right now and why can't we get the damn cookie dough? Like just like going off like this like 15-minute tirade and like the assistant had to tell him like, Tom, the cookie dough is like right here. It's right here in front of you. And he looked at it. He calls David Miscavige. And I'm not making any of this up. Calls David Miscavige on the phone. And I guess like a bunch of like Scientology fucking secret servicemen go and take his assistant away and go lock and goes and locks her up in the hole. According to Leah Remini. Wow. It's pretty intense. <laughs> wow. I had not heard that story. Okay. So I'm back out on the uh, <laughs> Top Gun. Top part. Gun, dude. If you watch... Top Gun, I just want to say that you are a monster. You are part of the problem. Uh, I know that it's, I know like, you know, like two billion people saw it, but still like there's just two billion monsters out there, dude. <laughs> just saying. You support, you support um, slavery. Uh, yeah, I did not hear that story, but David Miscavige kind of is the guy that makes a lot of that stuff like possible. Possible. Um, so just a little quick dive into who David Miscavige is, born into Scientology. No, no, no. He he comes into it, I believe, like when he's 12 years old. Okay. Well, wasn't his dad a Scientologist? Yeah, so... <clears throat> Scientologist is adjacent? Yeah. So just like many families that come into Scientology or whatever, they come into it, you know, searching for answers in life or whatever, right? So... <clears throat> David Miscavige uh, comes into Scientology, like we said, because of his father. Now, his father got the family into Scientology because David was of the shorter nature, uh, but he also enjoyed, you know, playing sports, playing basketball, football, you know, baseball. But he suffered from asthma, and at the time, the family was kind of, kind of like, you know, where you know people are with like the COVID vaccine, kind of on the fence with, you know, uh, breathing treatments and whatnot. So they were looking for alternative answers. I believe this is like in the 60s, if you will. And so the dad converts to Scientology, and they tell him, oh, we can cure your son of his asthma. So he goes and has a 45-minute Dianetics test. It's not it's not a, a, a complete session or whatever, but apparently after that session that he has, He's apparently cured of his asthma and becomes a, a fucking soldier for Scientology ever since. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the word cure is kind of a loose loose cure because the dad does admit he still has small asthma attacks, but just <laughs> nothing as bad as what he used to have. Uh, but that's basically his introduction to Scientology. He basically becomes a Scientologist from then on He to the point where in high school he doesn't even graduate. He decides to move to Clearwater, Florida. Like, by the way, his pictures of him in in uh, high school are like the most like nineteen seventies <laughs> looking pictures ever, dude. They're like, they look like stereotypical pictures, like of like you know, like those like quarter quarter sleeve baseball tees. Like he's wearing that shit, and like it looks like some like like Stranger Things like 
type of thing where it's like, damn, dude, you look like you're hanging out with the cast of Stranger Things right now, dude. <laughs> the Hellfire Club. Yeah, it's like, so anyways, um, that's him in high school. He decides to move to Clearwater, Florida, where he like goes all in on Scientology. Like mm-hmm. he is pretty much uh, like the, the the fucking number one ace in this in this whole thing of Scientology. Yeah. Uh, he does join and becomes a captain of the Sea Org. He's basically just like the Boy Scout of, of Scientology. Like anything that Scientology needs, he's willing to do it. Which you know does catch the eye of L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah, and he comes. So there's the Sea Org in which he joins, where you have to like sign like that billion dollar contract that or not billion billion, dollar, billion year yeah. contract. Yeah, you you end up paying a billion dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> overall, uh, but you sign a billion year contract, and it's the most dedicated members to Scientology. So you dedicate your whole existence to the Church of Scientology, and then he he goes uh, even further into it into what's called the Commodore's Messengers Organization, which is like this group of children yeah. who work directly under L. Ron Hubbard. All right. It sounds like some pedophile shit already, right? Uh, but delivers like messages, kind of like uh, what's his name from Game of Thrones who has his birds. Um, I forget his uh, name. I know what you're talking about. The bald guy. The bald guy. Yeah, and he like sends out his birds to like, you know, deliver messages to like other branches of the organization or collect information on other people in Scientology or whatever, right? Or there was stories of like how when L. Ron Hubbard would jump out of the shower, like there would be two girls there to like put on his pants so his pants never touched the floor. So it's all this like crazy like quasi pedophile shit. Well, anyways, David Miscavige was like the head of that shit, right? Yeah. So he became basically like L. Ron Hubbard's adopted son, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, a deputy of the Scientology founder L. Ron Hubbard. It's kind of a weird thing that he calls himself. Like they gave him the deputy title. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a weird title, but it's it sounds cool. I guess chicks dig it. <laughs> um, uh, let me. Look through my notes here. You're uh, sorry, I, lo- I lost my notes here. It's all good. Uh, well, while you're looking through your notes, um, so he be- he just keeps escalating through uh, the ranks of uh, Scientology. Oh yeah, to where he actually becomes like the cameraman for Elron Hubbard when Elron yeah. Hubbard goes into hiding himself. Uh, and starts you know helping him shoot you know promotional videos, training videos. Uh, f- photographs for pamphlets and all that, whatever. So he be- becomes, he gets into the inner circle of Elron Hubbard's uh, camp. Yeah, I mean, he he's he's rising up the ranks, but yeah, cameraman's that number one thing. He becomes chairman of the board of the RTC. Um, he's he's basically just tied to the hip with Elron Hubbard on on everything. Um, not to spend too much time on this because I know we did a lot of the L. Ron Hubbard and David Miscavige thing. Like that's kind of where we we leave the last episode at. Mm-hmm. But then L. Ron Hubbard does die, mm-hmm. and pretty much it's a consensus thing that that uh, that David Miscavige is going to take over as a leader of Scientology. So on that, <clears throat> that's what's floated around in Scientology pamphlets that it was just like the David, like he was the next guy. But apparently, while L. Ron Hubbard was in hiding, uh, there was two other people um, that were with L. Ron Hubbard. And um, they, I guess there was a note that he passed along right before he died in 1986 saying, 
oh, you know, I want them to take over the ranks as, you know, the leaders of the church after I'm gone. Well, David, you know, behind the scenes, like he's doing all these things. He becomes the head of like all of these sub organizations through Scientology. So he's the the public figure while Aaron Hubbard's still taking the reins, you know, behind the scenes and whatnot. But the problem with that is, is as Aaron Hubbard is in hiding, anything that he says, it becomes a game of telephone. So when that message comes out that, oh, yeah, by the way, I want these two other people to be the head of Scientology. David's able to get all that information because he's the public figure. He's the face that everybody sees and whatnot. And he says, oh, no, this is fake. This is forged. I'm actually the guy that you need to listen to. And, oh, yeah, by the way, there's this thing called Operation Snow White, which we touch on on the first episode, where 136 uh, government agencies were were actually infiltrated by 5,000 covert agents within Scientology getting jobs in the federal government or breaking into buildings, stealing copies of, you know, whatever and whatnot uh, to, you know, basically deface, you know, the federal government because they decided that Scientology is not a religion. It's a corporation because they run a lot like a corporation, mm-hmm. you know, they st- still to even to this day. Uh, but that this was a big battle in the 70s. And that was L. Ron Hubbard's swan song was this Operation Snow White, which could be a topic down the line. We're not going to spend too much to- uh, time talking about it. But um, and the long and short of it, uh, the people that were involved with Operation Snow White, they all get arrested, including the wife of L. Ron Hubbard, uh, Mary Sue Hubbard. And a lot of people within Scientology have to disassociate with these people, including L. Ron Hubbard's own wife. So he he puts her in he she goes to jail and then he goes into hiding because he could be later on convicted as a co-conspirator of this Operation Snow White. So this is why he's in hiding, has no longer any more communication with a lot of people in Scientology, including his wife. And then David starts purging all of these people out of their high-ranking positions. Because of this, because they're like, oh, they're fake. They're fake Scientologists. They're the criminal aspect of it. The real Scientologists are are like me, the people that that follow the word of Xenu to the core. You know, one of the things that I uh, I found interesting was uh, a lot of times where people look into Scientologists, they always point out like their religious beliefs that are all like crazy, which we did in that first episode, right? Mm-hmm. But it's, it, like, I, I think in that first episode, if there's one thing I wanted to, to really point out is, like, all religions have, like, a crazy element to them. Like, the, the origin beliefs of every religion is pretty out there. Scientology is not excluded from that. Just crazy stuff, Sinu throwing people into volcanoes and, like, nuclear bombs and all this stuff. It's like, and, it you know, whatever, however you feel about that aspect of it. But then we come to this whole element with Operation Snow White and them trying to infiltrate the government. And it's a little bit different because a lot of times Scientologists try to point out that, you know, you can go to the FBI and you'll find like Catholics and like Muslims or whatever. Like, but it's a little bit different. Like those religions aren't trying to gather information for their own personal seep cake. Uh, what did I say? Seep cake? That's not right. <laughs> their own, per- basically their own, uh, uh, for their own personal knowledge to like hold it against the United States government. Were you trying to say keepsake? Keepsake. Yeah. Like well, a Hallmark. Yeah. Ornament? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're not, 
I don't know where my brain went there, but a little Jack Skellington you can put on your tree. Yeah, so they're not they're not doing that for that. They're they're really trying to uh, infiltrate the government, gather information, and use that information to like to their favor, which is not you know different than what Scientology will try to help make you believe that they were just mm. in there because they applied for the positions and this is the religion that they've chosen. They're to just trying to get a paycheck in. and do the right American thing. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know. They have a long and shady past that they that they that they, you know, that's whole episode number one. But one of the things that like really starts to to warp Scientology is around the two thousands. We don't really talk about it in episode one, but there was a small like little battle between Scientology and the anonymous group. Which have we ever covered anonymous? Yeah, we did. We like did about a year ago. Dude, there's so many things I don't even remember, but anyways, they have their little battle. That's actually the first time I ever even hear of Scientology was when they were like doing their like internet battles and all that shit. And I thought that was kind of interesting, but um but that's not this episode. Just wanted to point out that they started doing all kinds of shitty shady things and shitty things. But I was not aware of this, you know, until, you know, further down the line of mm-hmm. of, you know, where where like Scientology's really shady stuff starts to happen, but in 2009, that's really when things started going haywire for David Miscavige. At this point, he is the face of the organization. Mm-hmm. He is married to Shelley Miscavige, his wife, um, who was a lifelong member of Scientology. Who, who was a lifelong member of Scientology. One thing that I do think is very strange, I guess, in Scientology, marriages are not viewed the way marriages in the, in our world are viewed. Yeah. Like, they're more viewed like there's the leader and the assistant type of thing, and that's kind of what Shelley Miscavige's relationship was to David Miscavige. Um, I thought that was pretty strange. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't know that. But... The, the the big thing where like the the big microscope lands on Scientology happens when Tom Cruise's wedding happens to I think it's Katie Holmes at this point whatever she chooses to call herself now but when that happens questions start being aro- arise thir- of where is Shelley Miscavige basically mm-hmm. and then that's um what's her name Leah, Leah Remedy Leah Remedy brings that up as like that's really the first time that anybody had pointed out like hey she's been missing for a while now mm-hmm. Well, she saw that David shows up to Tom Cruise, who's like his best friend, right? David yeah. and Tom are like best buds or whatever. And I think David Miscavige was actually the best man at the wedding. But instead of showing up with his wife, he shows up with his assistant. Now that's, I mean, I don't care if you're a Catholic, Muslim, Jewish, or a fucking, you know, atheist or whatever, right? If somebody shows up to the wedding, like, okay, Art, for example, if I ever get married and Art shows up with fucking Nancy J from, you know, Target, you know, lore and whatnot, right? Instead of his girlfriend that he's been with the last, like, 10 or 12 years. That's going to send shockwaves, you know, especially, like, if we're affiliated with this large corporation, right? Yeah, yeah. And Leah Remini is like, hey, she starts ask, asking people, like, where's Shelly at? You know, like, what's he doing? Literally, like, romantically being linked to his assistant. Like, that's odd. And basically, she's told by a higher-ranking member that you don't have the fucking rank to question that. Yeah. And so then she that's when her, like, you know, New York, you know, Bronx side of her says, uh-uh, something's afoot here. Something was afoot. And Scientology makes it a point to, like, make her come in to Clearwater, Florida and be like, why are you asking these questions? You don't have the authority to ask those questions. But 
then people start digging into it a little bit further, realizing that no one has really seen uh, Shelly Miscavige since Shelly Miscavige's uh, father passed away. Her her dad's funeral was the last time anyone saw her in public. Which was like in the early 2000s and whatnot, right? 2004, I want to say? Yeah, and all of a sudden, 2004 to 2009, you know, sometimes you'd be like, hey, when's the last time you saw fucking, like... Dennis Rodman. Yeah, it's like, dude, I haven't seen Dennis Rodman since he went to North Korea, dude. <laughs> yeah, so like, I I guess I could, I you know, when's the last time you saw Al Gore? Uh, yeah, I haven't yeah, seen true. him in a, a couple of years. So it's like I could see how a couple of years pass by, but like, like now we're we really haven't seen her, and David Miscavige is very visible and seen with a new lady on his side, and nobody knows where the, where his wife is, and. This is really when Scientology takes another like step up in the uh, interest of the, the public interest, I suppose. And then also in 2009, and we're probably going to Quentin Tarantino oh, this yeah, shit absolutely. because there's a bunch of shit here, but uh, also in 2009, the way that this kind of gets spearheaded as well is the St. Petersburg, Petersburg Times in Florida, which is near Clearwater, which yeah. Scientology, they own like a buttload of fucking property in the downtown district. It'd be like, take downtown LA, if you will, if Magic Johnson owned most of that property and all those buildings were just empty. They're just owned by Magic Johnson. You just see his big smiley yeah. face on it and shit, right? Over, right? <clears throat> but anyways, people in Clearwater and around Clearwater, around Tampa and whatnot, uh, start to take notice of this, and uh, a lot of journalists start to contribute towards an article called The Truth Rundown, where they start, you know, listening to allegations from former members uh, who have been humiliated, beaten, or confined in degrading uh, situations, which is called The Whole, uh, and yeah. prominent people like the former spokesperson, spokesperson for Scientology, Mike Rinder, uh, who was also director of the Office of Special Affairs, which was behind Operation Snow White, as well as Mark Rathburn, uh, who is former Inspector General of RTC, which is the Religious Technology Center, which is just mm -hmm. another offshoot of Scientology. Uh, they start speaking out to the newspaper, and it becomes a series of articles that kind of exposes Scientology for what it is. Yeah. And for years, it was like this 20-year battle. Now, we mentioned Operation Snow White which was the infiltration of the federal government. Now, why would Scientology do this? Is because, like I was saying, they were looking for any dirt that they can come up with on the federal government, which would kind of strong-arm them into granting Scientology, uh, you know, religious protection under the First Amendment. Now, this very much was a tactic that was spearheaded by L. Ron Hubbard, um, but was perfected by David Miscavige <clears throat> after L. Ron Hubbard uh, passed away in what was called something called Fair Game. After uh, L. Ron Hubbard passes away and David Miscavige takes the reins of Scientology, he starts basically reimagining the structure, the corporate structure of Scientology. So it went from kind of like this hippy-dippy, quasi science fiction thing that like hippies from the 60s would get involved with and just give all their money to this crazy wannabe sailor to like this very soulless corporate entity uh and david miscavige in 1982 uh to release l ron hubbard from any personal responsibility long-term goal to release him from any uh, uh liability 
uh, starts to create all these separate uh, entities, uh, one of them being the Religious Technology Center, which is responsible for licensing uh, Scientology's IPs and then creates what's called Author Services, Inc., which basically collects the royalties for L. Ron Hubbard's writings like Dianetics and all those wackadoo science fiction uh, books that you know we talked about in episode one. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of like brother-sister organizations underneath Scientology that one owns the rights for all that information and then one licenses out licenses it it out so if one gets taken to court the other one has control and the ability to still make money off of it and there's like five or six or seven there might even be 25 of these organizations under the branch of scientology which makes it super difficult for them to be taken to court and you can dissolve one entity but then the other 24 entities still exist and are all collecting these funds from their parishioners for Scientology and David Miscavige, that David Miscavige, very much set up Scientology this way so that it pretty much will never go away. And like I said, they wanted whenever you have something like that, there's a lot of government oversight. There's a lot of regulations on corporate America, even in a very conservative time frame, like the Reagan years and the Trump years, where they start to erode regulations. Yeah. But once you're considered a religious entity, there is no government oversight, which means you can do whatever the fuck you want, and the government pretty much can't touch you unless you're murdering babies and sucking out adrenochrome from the back of their necks. So one thing that I think you said that was pretty important was Scientology did start as that very like hippie, new age type of thing where it's like, <laughs> we're here to make sure that you always have your like a positive vibes and all that shit. Like, it, it was very... Like the power of positivity. Yeah. yeah. So they were basically selling that, which I think attracted a lot of those like young Hollywood people that were like trying to make it. Like if you look at the list of Scientologists, and we talk about that a little bit in episode one, but it's a lot of those like young up and coming actors that were just like, you know what? That sounds pretty cool. I think I'm going to join that. And because it, it is presented as that, it's presented as like, this isn't that crazy. We're just trying to be like positive. But as you start to unravel the the the, the spider web that becomes Scientology, it does become very corporate. It becomes very like mm-hmm. militaristic at some point. You know, it 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 completely changes, and I think it blindsides people. Like, I'm oh. sorry, what was the lady from uh, King of Queens or whatever? Oh, Leah Remini. Like, I think it blindsides her how like it goes from like, hey, we're all just trying to live positive lives to like you're not allowed to ask those questions like you're mm-hmm. in trouble now type of thing and i think a lot of those people I, one of the one of the people that um we talk about a little bit it's Cedric from the Mars Volta he was a scientologist for a long time and then he like quit and then he he's come out in public and said that like he always um people throw like m- like meat wads with like poison like rat poison at his at his at his dogs to try to kill his dogs all wow. the time and so, like, they've had to, like, move and all this stuff. And, like, he he, he believes that it's Scientologist. And I'm like, yeah, who else would it be? Like, yeah, not be- saying, you know, I'm trying to accuse him, but he's saying that. And that sounds like a very logical thing. It's like... Because who- under David Miscavige, that fair game tactics where they would harass people. Anybody that talks shit about Scientologists will probably get it or whatever. My German Shepherds will probably end up dead next week or whatever because of this episode. I worry about that too. When we cover <clears throat> stuff like this, I thought about this episode too, and I was like, 
this is an organization that has a lot of money, and we kind of joke about in episode one, we're like, oh, we're going to be blacklisted and all this stuff like that. But, you know, like, the, uh, like, they're, this podcast has grown since then, and I'm not saying we're like, you know, Joe Rogan and us kind of thing, but no. like, but like, you know, the, uh, the spotlight that we're probably going to get for this episode than what we did for the first episode, it's going to be a little bit larger, and I do think that, you know, we we might get some hate mail or you know some poison meatballs thrown out. Bad our way. comment, yeah, <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> um, but yeah, under the fair game uh, policy under Scientology that David Miscavige curated, um, yeah, they spend millions of dollars. You know, basically shaming anybody coming out against them, doing tactics like you said uh, with Cedric of Mars Volta, like throwing rat poison at their dogs, harassing them, kidnapping people. Uh, just anything bad that you can imagine. They basically the mafia. He takes Scientology from being this hippy dippy thing to basically La Costa Nostra. Yeah, if you will. It might as well. It, uh, fucking, um, fucking the Teflon Don himself. Fucking what's his name? <laughs> um, uh, you know it's funny. I know who you're talking about, but I only know him as a Teflon. I see. I, I see his hair being his slicked, slicked back. back hair. Yeah. Um, one other thing that's like really important is like the people that put together the Inside Scientology, the Truth Rundown. It becomes like a very popular uh, documentary. It wins the the gold gold medal for public service award of the Florida Society of News Editors. Like it becomes a spotlight for Scientology, which Scientology does not want that spotlight. Mm-hmm. Those editors like also start complaining of like harassment from Scientologists. Like you know they would get phone calls saying like why did you say this and not this type of thing. And so, like the whole bullying scandal, I feel like there's enough proof that Scientologists will bully. Even yeah. that, even I think there's a 60 minutes uh, thing on YouTube which you can find. Um, the 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 main uh, host of that episode, she starts digging into it, and all of a sudden, like like literally, somebody pulls over to the side of the road and starts yelling at her, like, "Why aren't you contacting our like like um, our our?" publicity rep and all those like public relations guy or whatever like you you have no right to be investigating us and all this stuff and i'm just and like that's at the 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 least amount of harassment like there's stuff like they'll dig up people's past and we talk about i mean conservatives talk about council culture like scientologists were ahead of the the game on this like they'll dig up like old things that you may have said like in your school play like in 1997 and you know uh, publish that they'll spend millions of dollars like mike rinder like he later on like writes a book exposing scientology and instead of like when you google mike rinder you find like oh his wikipedia and then like here's his book on amazon there's all these like smear websites that they pay for to get that to show up on the top of google which you know a lot of it's like lies and whatnot but just you know, any which way possible, and then it, it can get physical. Mm-hmm. It can be mental terror, or it can be a psychological terror. Like they'll go to your mom who has breathing problems, and you know discontinue like her medical coverage somehow, some way. Yeah. Like it goes deep just for talking shit about Scientology. Yeah, and it's all because of David Miscavige. They Miscavige. have they have the money, they have the resources, they have some people potentially still in political offices or whatever that they they could that they could manipulate with people with one other thing that comes up during this and this definitely i think deserves its own episode at some point before we continue the david miscavige and scientology mm-hmm. rundown thing here but um 
Um, one thing that comes up is Shelly Miscavige's mom had committed suicide prior to all this. Suicide. <laughs> and yeah, Jacob's using the air bunny quotes here to the suicide thing. You know, we did an episode on Kurt Cobain <laughs> and suicide, and I felt like Shelly Miscavige's mom has like, like there's the conspiracy theory has to be totally deep. Like she not only shoots herself once, but shoots herself three times, four times, four three, times, three times in the chest. And once in the head, execution style. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, that makes no sense. Apparently, there's uh, people that say that they witnessed David Miscavige saying, like, the bitch got what what she had come in Mm -hmm. and different things like that. Like, look into that on your own. I do think that that's an episode down the pipeline for... And it's important because Shelley Miscavige's father and mother leave Scientology, and this is why they believe quote unquote you know that that wasn't a suicide it was actually a hit from Scientology and given just the brief background that we just gave about fair game right now it could be very plausible that they did have somebody you know commit a hit on the Miss Shelly Miscavige's mom because yeah. she was out there you know basically exposing the corporation for what it is a corporation not a religion yeah, they they leave Scientology. You be, you join the blacklist. David Miscavige's dad. I don't know if we talked about that in episode one. I think we do hint at it. But his his dad's not in Scientology. His he's like blacklisted. Everything that comes out about David Miscavige's dad is like this. Like he's a horrible dad. He like beat up his wife when he was like basically things that he has kind of admitted to, like being like a shitty dad when he was younger. But, but amplified. But amplified, and it's just like. Dude, it's it's so bad because they use like the worst things about like you know your past and like throw it in your face kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And they're just they're terrible. They sound terrible, Myron. Mm-hmm. And that's if in these this is if you talk shit about them. And it's not that much different either if you're a part of Scientology. And this is all building towards why this episode is important because when you're in it, uh, because to kind of put the cart in front of the horse. Yeah. Currently, David Miscavige is on the run. He has not been seen since April of last year. And the reason why is because the FBI and local authorities in Florida have been trying to serve him. I believe it's like 14 times Yeah, for loss, multiple lawsuits. Again, uh, human trafficking and slavery, which is not your typical things that you would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so human trafficking, slavery, like you said, child abuse, uh, forced separation of children and family, uh, coercive and uh, illegal fundraising tactics, harassment campaigns, physical abuse, mental abuse, sexual abuse of children by Sea Org me- uh, members, and um, again, forced labor, which is a form of slavery, but they're all different counts, all different yeah. types of felonies or whatever. His name is mentioned in every single one of these. Yeah. They also go into the lawsuit also alleges kidnapping, stalking, slander, Liable. Uh, yeah, liable. Yeah, it goes on and on about pretty much everything we just talked about. Like, basically, this is not operating the way, you know, the Catholic Church is. Like, you know, a Catholic priest comes out and, like, touches a boy or whatever, like, sucks some little kid's dick. And it's like, the Catholic Church isn't like, oh, you guys got to you're Anybody that says anything about this, like, you're going to get rat poison now. Like, we're going to show up <laughs> to your house. Like, the Catholic Church, you know, they have thousands of flaws, but they kind of... You know, I don't want to say address them in a better way. Address them the way, you know, you would expect kind of a religion to do it as like, oh, yeah, we fucked up kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then they they move forward and kind of excommunicate that person and like 
Well, now they do. They didn't they before. Do. They didn't before. Correct. But I, I Scientology just doubled doubles down and like mm-hmm. David Miscavige goes on the run. Literally as we're recording this, like I don't think anyone's seen him. I did no. some I did some googling this morning to make sure that he hasn't been caught or turned himself in or anything like that. But nobody knows where he's at. There are theories that he could be in like they named like seven cities that I guess Scientology has a lot of ties to or whatever. They could be in any one of those seven cities mm-hmm. or whatever, but it's like most of them are not in the United States. And like, I don't think he's, some people think that he's in Mexico city. Cause apparently like he had a, like, I don't want to like, I don't know if he owns a home in Mexico city or something like well, that. Scientology owns so much real estate. Yeah. And then again, he's best friends with Tom Cruise, who by the way, has his own private hangar in Burbank airport. Mm. I guess the FBI in 2009 and 2010 were keeping tabs on Tom Cruise's, uh, airplanes just in case, you know, David Miscavige did this and turned up missing. But somehow, some way, you know, that investigation gets dropped. They stop monitoring Tom Cruise's private jet, which is possible during, you know, the filming of <laughs> Top Gun. They That's how he flew him out of there in the Top like, Gun. Hey, just watch Top Gun. It's a really good movie. <laughs> Val Kilmer comes out in it, I guess, and he, you know, is on a train oh, or dude, whatever. He just blew the ending. I don't, I haven't oh. seen it either. But um, he probably left on Tom Cruise's jet or whatever. Uh, but we were talking about how they have these smear campaigns or harassment campaigns, fair game campaigns against people who talk shit about Scientology. But when you're in Scientology, it's not that much better. If you're in Sea Org, you're basically working 17, 18 hours a day. You're doing very menial work, like, you know, scrubbing, literally scrubbing the poop deck with fucking toothbrushes. uh, It's little to no pay. Yeah. Yeah. There's reports of, even if you're in, the thing that's really shit about Scientologists, and it's something I had not considered, is children that are born into Scientologists where they separate them from their parents and they have a whole theory of like, this is good for the parents and the kid kind mm-hmm. of thing. And like, it's pretty traumatic. A lot of those kids that grow up in that end up leaving. And those are a lot of the court cases that you're hearing about. The Shelly Miscavige herself had a, a personal assistant who was basically, that's what she was. She was a kid that grew up into Scientology. And, and I think she's the Jane Doe lawsuit that's out there against Scientology. Um, but that's basically her whole thing that she would get like little to no pay beaten uh, yeah beaten up you you only get like rice for dinner and like your whole thing is that you get one day off every two weeks type mm-hmm. of thing and it's like that's pretty fucking brutal like that'll and, do some damage to you <laughs> oh, yeah definitely and not only that the fucked up thing about that is is you mentioned that you know children are viewed a little bit different than they are in regular society children aren't viewed as children they're actually viewed as vessels with thousand-year-old souls. So they're not seen as children, innocent beings and whatnot, right? They're viewed as adults. Therefore, and this is where, you know, the sexual abuse allegations or whatever come to play, somebody could have sex with a child, an adult can have sex with a child, and it's not deemed as pedophilia under Scientology. Mm-hmm. It's just viewed as premarital sex. You know, Has anybody adult. ever asked Tom Cruise where he stands and all that? So here's the thing. When I was doing research on Tom Cruise, like he has, um, I don't know, like uh, I don't want to call it a ledger, but like pr- since he holds so much power in Hollywood, he just for Christ's sakes made yeah. a $2 billion movie. When he goes on his media tours, like let's say he goes on Conan O'Brien or the late night run or just talks to access Ho- Mario Lopez with access Hollywood. Yeah. There's certain questions he, that those reporters are barred from asking. And if they do have the balls mm-hmm. to ask him that 
Tom Cruise will jump up and start. Oh, I know. My boy Mario Lopez, AC <laughs> Slater. He he's got the balls. Here we go. He's gonna start with like a softball. Like, what's your favorite ice cream? Uh, mm-hmm. Have you ever been in a plane before? And what this movie's about planes? Also, where do you stand on sexual abuse of children in Scientology? <laughs> <laughs> I can see Sasha Baron Cohen doing it. Oh yeah, he would have to be like in deep cover type of thing. You're welcome, Sasha Baron Cohen. That's the fucking premise for fucking you know Borat he, Three. He needs to host the new Daily Show. He needs to take over as the Daily Show. You, I th- would start. Did watching. you see the host? Like they have like all these like guest lineups set up right now, and it's like. Wanda Sites and D.L. Hughley and I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Are you serious? Like, Wanda Sites and D.L. Hughley? I think the best of all of those was Sarah Silverman was the best one and I was like, oh, even Sarah Silverman I like, but I can't imagine her in that role. It, maybe throw some money at John Oliver. That's what I've been saying. Either, yeah. yeah. Jordan Klepper, who has his own podcast and he's also like, he would be the, the number one guy or John Oliver, like, mm-hmm. hey, you ready to leave HBO and come back to host this thing? Get that Comedy Central money, baby. Get the, yeah. Get we that. still got some leftovers from that Dave Chappelle contract. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, But, yeah, I mean, just to talk about the inner <laughs> workings of uh, fucking sci- the controversies of Scientology. I mean, like you mentioned it, the, the forced labor with no pay. And you're all doing this for the – it's – for the betterment of the organization. Uh, you mentioned earlier, Leah Remini, like when she started questioning where Shelly Miscavige was at, she had to go through all these uh, sessions, uh, Dianetic sessions. Oh, fuck, I forget what they're actually called. Uh, listen to episode one I covered yeah, there, yeah. me and Eric. But she had to go through all these sessions or whatever, right? And not only are you going through all these sessions, and it's kind of similar to uh, like when you go to confession confession with a priest or whatever right yeah. when you go to confession with a priest it's free like it's a it's the part of being the organization or whatever right you don't have to pay like the priest like 150 dollars co-payment just for being there in front of him but in scientology she had to go through all of that and she had to pay three hundred thousand dollars to go through that so she's basically getting deposed like you know in court but she's paying for it yeah that's pretty shitty also how much money do you think she's making off King Queen, the King of Queens show, dude? That's I can't I imagine know, how much money you're making off that shit where you just have that much money where you're like, I guess I got to go do my Dianetics testing or whatever. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's fucking rich. It's definitely a rich people's religion. Oh, yeah. There's no there's no poor motherfuckers in Scientology. And if you're not rich, you're scrubbing the poop deck or whatever with a they toothbrush. Should, Scientologists, if they really cared about people, they would go around to all the homeless people and be like, "Would you like to join Scientology? We'll feed you rice." Dude, they they would have <laughs> they would have like the biggest army in the world yeah. right now, especially like just in right the Hollywood, now. the Hollywood building that they have, Big Blue, yeah. I guess it's called. Shit, just go down the street. You you'd have a fucking army that it's could a fucking cool defeat building, fucking man. North Korea. I like that building. I'll give them this. Scientology knows what looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, even their like, their uh, thing that looks like the Grammys, I think I say that in like episode one. Yeah. They're, when like David Miscavige comes out and does his like yearly like meeting with everyone, is like, that shit looks cool. Also, we don't talk about this. It gets very like brushed in the rug. Will Smith, also a Scientologist. People don't talk about him as a Scientologist, but. It makes sense. Like, I mean, I don't know if that's true or not, but it makes sense when he fucking let me, slapped. Let me fact check myself real quick. Yeah, it might not be like a Danny Glover fucking <laughs> childish Gambino yeah. situation, but it makes sense. Like when he slaps Chris Rock, that's very much how fucking Scientologists work. If you talk shit about us, 
I'm gonna fucking slap the shit out of you, even if you're fucking Chris Rock, one of the greatest comedians of all time. Whoops. Uh, hold on. That was one of the first things that came out. Will Smith. Scientology. Scientology. Let's see. Uh, Will Smith is a Christian. Jada has since denied the rumors of them being Scientologists. Okay, I don't believe it. But <laughs> go to DuckDuckGo. It'll have yeah. the real answer on there. Oh, here you go. Uh, Will Smith is a uh, reptilian. Fact. Done. All right. There we go. Um, so that's one of the one of the things that Scientology is known for nowadays due to David Miscavige. Uh, one thing that I saw, too, is, I mean, those are fucking crimes against humanity. But then there's also crimes that they do financially as well. One thing that I thought that was fucked up is that they'll... They'll go to dying members of Scientology. So, like, let's say you have, like, terminal cancer or some kind of heart disease and the doctor gives you only six months to live or whatever, right? Or or, or Dianetics only gives you six months to live because you're forbidden to go to a doctor. Yeah. Right? right? They'll make those people open up endless amounts of credit cards or loans and whatnot and then give it to the Church of Scientology. And there was one instance where, like, there was this lady, she was dying of brain cancer. They weren't allowing her to get any treatment, you know, through, you know, proper medical sources. They were basically having her going through all these, like, Dianetic testings and whatnot that apparently cured uh, his asthma and whatnot. And she opened up all these credit cards. I believe it was, like, half a million dollars in credit cards and personally gives it to David Miscavige, who fucking uses this for his own means. That's uh, pretty fucked up. Yeah, because once they die, that debt has to be forgiven. They yeah. can't come after anybody because they've um, already separated everybody's uh, family and whatnot. So they definitely operate as some like the mo- the ultimate pyramid scheme. These guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now we're kind of at the uh, the where are we now type of thing. Like we're in a place where David Miscavige is out in the run from the FBI. Mm-hmm. People are speculating he could be like. Carmen San Diego, dude. They just <laughs> they don't know where he's at, and I I don't understand because Scientology is still a thriving religion. Like there's like Tom Cruise hasn't come out and like denounced Scientology. No mm-hmm. no famous person has come out and said like, hey, there's no way I'm I'm sticking with this type of thing. And it, I think the reason why is because if you're in Scientology, they fucking support the shit out of you. Now you remember that '70s show? Yes. The what's his name? Uh, Kels, no, no, uh, the curly haired gentleman. Yeah, I forget what his name was on the show, but Danny Masterson. Mm-hmm. Uh, during 2020, uh, I believe it's like three ladies come out saying that he brutally raped them. One Not, of one of those ladies was uh, Cedric from Mars Volta's wife. Shut up! No yeah, way. Yeah, I'm serious. That's oh yeah. wow. And this might be why you know Cedric gets fucking you know rat poison thrown at yeah. his dogs or whatever, right? Uh, but they saw they filed suit against uh, him. Uh, saying that, you know, he brutally fucking raped them or whatever, right? And after they come out against him, all these fair game tactics were used to basically shame these victims, shame everybody that got raped. And I don't know how they were able to do this, but they convinced a judge, I believe in Florida, to get it from going from a public investigation, Mm -hmm. which means like, you know, the court system and 
you know, the district attorney's office, they'll look into it and decide on what to prosecute it. And they gave it to the Church of Scientology to do an internal investigation and basically say whether or not they're going to allow him to be punished or not. Spoiler alert, he's in the Scientology. He's not going to be fucking punished by the Church of Scientology in which yeah. way whatsoever. Oh, my God. It's terrible. Did you know that Sonny Bono was apparently a Scientologist? Mm-mm. Did not know that. Just kind of came up in my Will Smith research here. Man, yeah, the... Man, there's a lot There's a lot to unravel with Scientology. I did not know that. Uh, that's pretty dark stuff, dude. Yeah, and the only reason why David Miscavige right now is being... <clears throat> that he is on the run and whatnot is because I guess like in April of just last year, like I said, the FBI opened up and, you know, you know, trying to serve him and whatnot. I guess three former Scientology workers, they opened up suit, I believe, in California. So in Florida, very much a conservative state. And I was listening to a podcast with Mike Rinder, and they were asking this question of like, why, how, are they, how are they able to protect Danny Masterson in that way? And they said that in Florida, again, that's where Ron DeSantis is and whatnot, they don't want to open up anything that could violate, quote unquote, uh, the Church of Scientology's First Amendment rights. Because if they do, that would lead to a slippery slope where other churches, and we have a whole episode about, you know, televangelists and whatnot, taking, also taking, financially taking advantage of people and whatnot, would open up the floodgates for them to be investigated as well. And it goes into this big old whole <clears throat> debate about, you know, the freedom of religion and whatnot. So a lot of conservatives don't want to touch it. But the three former Scientology workers that opened up suit, I believe they opened it up in California, where a three-panel judge, a, a panel of three judges said, no, we're not going to allow the Church of Scientology to do their own personal investigation of this. We're going to do this the right way and have the actual court system you know, that all of these claims are like of you said of human trafficking, slavery, general abuse and, you know, physical uh, assault and everything like that. We're going to go through the ringer on this. And David Miscavige, I believe because of like the RICO Act, since mm-hmm. he's the head of this and is okaying this and he kind of set up the system per Mike Rinder, Park Mark Rathburn and Leah Remini, we have enough here to bring him down a lot like the mafia. Wow, and they do operate like the mafia does. Yeah. Uh, geez, Louise. Um, I'm not surprised that Florida would be the state that tries to protect them. <laughs> they're uh, they kind of they're kind of the backward state. Um, <clears throat> man, and they're kind of based out of Florida and California at the same time. Mm-hmm. I was watching a podcast about how um, every time that they try to like start a case against them in Florida, they say, we're based out of California. Every time they start to fa- start one in California, they just say they're based out of Florida. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, pretty uh, pretty shady. I mean, they definitely know their, their law. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they're not just a bunch of doofuses, but yeah. I don't know. Let me ask you this. We didn't talk about this in episode one, but have you ever met a Scientologist? Do you know any anybody that is a Scientologist? Not explicitly, no. Yeah, I've I've never met anyone who is a scientist. I mean, we live in Bakersfield. That was one of the perks of living in Bakersfield. <laughs> Everybody goes to Valley Bible yeah. or fucking some Catholic church. Valley Bible is the the big popular one here. The oil fields is my god <laughs> kind of thing. So like, yeah, we don't have. I don't know if we even have a Bakersfield Scientologist. Like, mm, that'd be worth looking. Let into. me look into that right now. But um, but yeah, I really 
wish we had a Scientologist to talk to, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, we are doing it from this perspective of like Scientologists are bad kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But um, I wish we had a Scientologist that would come on the podcast and like, I'd like to hear their perspective. Like, that's one of the things that I'd like to really hear Tom Cruise come out and say, like, like this is, th- here is why it's, why it's not true type of thing. Or David Miscavige, which David Miscavige doesn't sound like he's ever going to come out of hiding now. Like, mm-hmm. I think the next time we see David Miscavige, he's gonna probably going to be dead. Or he's going to be right next to El Chapo's son and shit. They yeah. just got arrested. It, I mean, it is interesting. Um, I do mention it a lot on the first episode where you you see John Travolta. Like, that was their their North Star for many years. That was their big get. And then Christy Alley, who just passed away, obviously, <clears throat> earlier in this year or later in last year. Um, you did see that like they were all about John Travolta. They put all of their resources into helping John Travolta get all these big roles and whatnot. And then I mentioned the story about um, you know, the about the the person that brought him into Scientology, how they started messing with her, and John Travolta started questioning that. And when he started questioning that, they said, "Oh, we have all of these recorded sessions with you admitting." And this is all speculations about gay stuff that you've done. If you don't comply with us, we'll release all this information out to the public. Now, you see concurrently when all of this was happening, when you know they were doing this to his friend Spanky, that John Travolta's career took a complete nosedive. Now, you don't see John Travolta come back until like the late 80s, early 90s when he starts doing Look Who's Talking and then Pulp Fiction, if you will. Mm-hmm that's when he starts to get back right with David Miscavige and whatnot. Same thing with Tom Cruise. I did a little little research about his relationship with Scientology. Now we know Tom Cruise is like this beacon of Scientology and whatnot. He's He's probably going to take over for David Miscavige. Well, that's a whole other podcast for a whole other time. But I guess Tom Cruise was brought into the Church of Scientology from his first ex-wife forget her name or whatnot but penelope cruz no 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 it was uh, somebody totally she was did you see i guess like penelope cruz he tried getting her into scientology during vanilla sky yeah and like the things that they were making her do to like shelly miscavige was very involved in her like you know like becoming a scientologist journey or whatever Mm -hmm. and like they would put her in like those like heating chambers i don't know what they're called like it's like tanning bed basically but they just basically like turn it up and, like, make her, like, sweat out all her, like, like every toxin that she's ever had in her body. But, like, everybody's saying, like, that's really unhealthy, which sounds really unhealthy. It's, like, basically, like, your liver and your heart can only take so long of it. So, like, they pretty much almost killed, like, Penelope Cruz. And it's, like, t- dude, would you – that would be – I don't want to say it would be funny, but, like, during the making of Vanilla Sky, Penelope Cruz died from a Scientology, like, overdose or whatever. It would be interesting. Yeah. But um, – but Tom Cruise comes into Scientology via his first wife, and then they separate or whatever. Again, this is like in the late 80s when David Miscavige is like, you know, doing all these things to make it more of a corporate entity and whatnot. Now, his first ex-wife, and this goes in with Shelley Miscavige, was an LRH person where it was more hippy-dippy or whatever, right? And this is why Shelley Miscavige kind of went missing as well, where when David started to change the Church of Scientology... A lot of old school heads were like saying, no, this isn't what Scientology is all about. 
And once those people started speaking out, they started to separate those people from the church. Mm-hmm. That's when you see. And Shelly McScavage isn't the only person that's gone missing. There's, I, yeah, hundreds or thousands missing. Yeah. Once you start questioning it, you you go in the hole or whatever, right? And that's where they think you know Shelly McScavage is as well. And that plays into the same thing that I was talking about with Tom Cruise's first wife. She started to question the new tactics that were going on with the new leader, David, and she got you know disassociated. They ruin. Uh, Tom Cruise's marriage, they basically support an affair with Nicole Kidman to help separate them or whatever. Very shady shit, very fucked up, tragic shit or whatever, right? And fast forward a couple years later, when uh, David obviously is busy with uh, Church of Scientology business or whatever, making millions of dollars and not paying any taxes on it or whatever, right? Shelly, again, a lifelong member of Scientology, by all accounts in normal speak or whatever, if you're the wife of the, you know, the leader of Scientology, you could be considered second in command. So she starts authorizing all these uh, employment paperworks, and this throws fucking David Miscavige into a fucking rage. And some reports, some witnesses say that he beat the shit out of her, mm-hmm. and then this is why that disassociation happened. He was having an affair on her. He caught, she caught him in it and basically said this is not the, the you know the L. Ron Hubbard way. Disassociate her, associate her from this. But a lot of people that started to question him during this time, including Shelley Miscavige, David Miscavige, <laughs> very much somebody that is like has like a Napoleon complex. I believe some people say he's anywhere from four eleven to five foot three at his tallest. Says, he claims to be six foot tall. Really? Yeah. So he does come out and say that he is six and foot I'm tall. And I'm seven foot one and I deserve yeah. to play center for the <laughs> Lakers. But I believe it's the lady from uh from uh King of Queens, I guess like that's her that's his whole thing that he always says that he's six feet tall. Oh god. And that uh and then she heard that and she's like, How is that possible? Like I, th- I think he's supposed to be like five five or something. He's a small <laughs> guy. Well Tom Cruise is taller than him and Tom Cruise very much is a short king. I believe yeah. Tom Cruise is only five six or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but you get all these stories about like during this time frame and even to the present where if you question David or if you say something or if you're even wearing the wrong shoes, he'll attack you. There was like this one story where a journalist was asking him a question or somebody was asking him a question. I don't know if it was a journalist or not, but he jumps across the table and starts choking him out and reminded me of that scene in Elf (laughs) where Peter Dinklage, the guy who played Tyrion Lannister, fucking launches across and starts choking out fucking Will Ferrell and shit. And I was like, God damn, that explains a lot. Like this dude does have a fucking Napoleon complex. And this is why he overcompensates with all of these fucking rules and whatnot. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Uh, Yeah. He definitely has a Napoleon complex. He also has like, you know, there's people that make for good cult leaders and he definitely makes for a good cult leader. He he's charming enough and he's believable enough to the point where, you know, he and he make he presents himself as an authority figure enough. Like I texted you that one time, he reminds me of Lucifer, and Lucifer in the Bible was the most beautiful angel in the Bible. Fast forward a couple thousand years, Lucifer becomes the devil, becomes Satan or whatever, and he very yeah. much reminds me of that character, the story of Lucifer. Yeah, yeah, he definitely uh, is that character. Um. Anyways, where do you stand in all this? Would you ever join Scientology? Hell no, man. I, I'm tight. I'm tight with my money, dog. I'm not fucking gonna get an auditing the auditing session. Yeah, the I, I can't. I can't afford that either, dude. Auditing sessions. You I don't even for... go to regular ass church. <laughs> like, yeah. n- 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 never mind fucking going to the 
fucking one downtown Hollywood and fucking, you know, dedicated my life to scrubbing their fucking floors and shit. Um, but I do think it's like one of those things that people get attracted to. Everybody wants to belong to something. Everybody oh, wants to belong to something that's doing uh, the greater good. And that's very much on the surface what Scientology presents itself as, is bettering people to make a better world or whatever. And who doesn't want that, right? And they have very smart people in there. They have physicists. They have fucking Tom Cruise, obviously, in there. They have they have a lot of smart people, but a lot of these people are missing like that that spiritual element in their life that that Scientology quote-unquote fills for them. And I think, I mean, there's a million different things you can fill that void with, but I think Scientology does speak to very specific people in regards to that. And it's sad because it's exploitive, exploitive, just like, you know, uh, Christian televangelists do as well. Absolutely. I think one of the things that really resonates with people who, like, grew up in Kansas and like all of a sudden they moved to LA and then they want to make it in the Hollywood scene. Like they're clearly looking for something that they've been searching for. That's not going to be as easy as going to, you know what? I'm just going to sign up for some classes at the community college type of thing. You know, like this is going to be a little more complicated. They're looking for something emotionally, spiritually to fill the void. And I think Scientology offers that. And it kind of offers like, a financial gain potentially as well for you, even though it never turns out to be that. Mm. Um, but I think that's what that, that is what is like attractive about Scientologists. Like that if you are, if you are looking for a, someone to be there for you all the time, like I think people with like depression, like would be like, perfect candidate for, for Scientologists. Cause especially when they're saying that their, their Dianetic methods can cure that. Yeah. It's like, Oh, perfect. Or like some kind of like, you know, any kind of mental illness type of thing, maybe physical ailments as well. You know, that guy had asthma and that's what really like suckered him in there. He was like, oh, man, I, I'm i surprised it's, you know, it's as popular still as it is. Like, it doesn't seem like it's dipped at all, even though like the leader's wife is missing. The leader is missing. Like. You know, Tom Cruise, like, is literally just the, the face now of Scientology now. And every every other week there's a documentary, a podcast that comes out and, like, spits out all this information about it. And it remains to be popular. Like, no one's no one takes it down. It, it, has, it has incurred a hit, I guess, apparently, like, when Mike Rinder left the church. Mm-hmm. I guess he said, like, when Leah Remini and, like, those articles started to come out uh, from the St. Saint Petersburg time, as well as... Um, we didn't cover this, uh, CNN, what's his name? I was about to say Tucker Carlson, uh, Anderson Cooper. Mm-hmm. Uh, he starts to do like a weekly, uh, you know, blog on it as well on CNN. Once more eyes start to get on this, uh, Scientology, the other side of it, as well as Tom Cruise acting a fool, like on national TV and yeah. whatnot. And then, you know, again, you know, Nicole Kidman and, uh, what's her name? Katie Holmes, you know, divorcing him and whatnot. Once all this bad publicity starts to come out. Mike uh, Mike Ridner says like yeah you did start to see a dip in it but they have their they did such a good job or David Miscavige did such a good job of building it up so much that it's kind of like Balenciaga like that we covered last week it's a billion dollar organization and they had a couple of missteps and yeah it's gonna hurt for a little bit but they're a worldwide organization like you said that he you know he might have fled to Mexico City uh, a lot of um, <clears throat> Mexican residents, they're attracted to that because Church of Scientology, they have 
those big crosses in front of their their buildings. It doesn't have anything to do with Jesus Christ, but you know, Mexico, Mexican citizens, Mexican immigrants or whatever mm-hmm. are very much considered, you know, uh, are very much associated with Catholicism. They see that, they get suckered into uh, that. Uh, across in Europe, there's headquarters over in um, the UK, Germany, all over. Again, very Christian-ish nations or whatever, right? They go in expecting, you know, some kind of different, you know, apostolic church and it turns out to be this big old pyramid scheme. And they're very good at selling themselves, you know, per their training material, very good at brainwashing people and believing that this is the only way. And so this is why you get people, you know, there might they might have incurred a hit, but just like Balenciaga, next month they're gonna put out another bag and it's gonna sucker a bunch of other people in. Oh, absolutely. I was just looking at what the most popular countries that they're that they're in. Yeah, I mean Italy, South Africa, Australia, Sweden, New Zealand, Portugal, and Spain. Those I guess those are the most like hotbed Scientology countries. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, wait. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. And then the, don't they they still own the the Sea Org thing, right? So he could Correct. be in like national waters or whatever, like international waters. Possibly, because when Elron Hubbard went into hiding, you know, because of the Operation Snow White thing, he was just traveling around the the country, and like an RV or like some kind of Winnebago <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So he could be doing that as well. Yeah, possible. Uh, I think it'd be cool if he got caught and arrested, and like that. Oh, be, that'd yes. be really fun. That'd be yes. episode three. <laughs> episode but, three, the capture. Yeah. Damn, pretty crazy stuff, though. But to me, I think it would it would be cool, just because of how shitty of a person he is and all this shit that he implemented into the Church of Scientology. But I think it's much like, the, you know, I mentioned El Chapo, very very much like the Mexican cartel. You can cut the head off the snake, but it's gonna grow another head. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I I feel like it's just gonna continue. And you mentioned, you know, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise potentially taking over. I mean, it doesn't even have to be Tom Cruise. It could be somebody more, which I think would be more dangerous. Somebody more low key that there is no eyes on, that there is no Leah Remini to come out and you know speak on, because Leah Remini knew Shelley and David for years. Yeah, and this is why this is was this all this information was able to be was able to come out. Mike Ridner, Mark Rathburn, when they're coming out with their information, they knew them for decades. So they were able to put all this information out. Now, if somebody else was to come in that they don't know about, but they still keep all these practices intact, again, David did a good job mm-hmm. of corporatizing, you know, the Church of Scientology that, you know, you might kill one head, but then six other heads still exist to be able to take the reins and whatnot. So I think, to me, like, that's the most dangerous thing because I feel like there might not be an end to this unless the IRS is able to go back and take away uh, the tax-exempt status that they, they got. That would be huge if they did that. Yeah. Because wouldn't they have to like declare that they're not considered a religion if they do that? Correct. And the only reason they were able to get that tax-exempt status was because a lot of those fair game... T- Again, we mentioned this in episode one. So if you're like, why aren't they mentioning why the IRS did it? We did this in episode one. But there was a 20-year battle between them and the IRS where they dug up a lot of information on the IRS and a bunch of shit and whatnot during Operation Snow White, they kind of strong-armed the IRS into declaring them as a tax-exempt organization, which, I mean, we mentioned John Oliver as taking over as the Daily Show host. (laughs) Uh 
he does a really good job of an early episode of his show uh-huh. where he said it's so easy to be declared as a religious entity to be tax exempt or whatever right? <laughs> he i believe starts it was, his own religion yeah, on the show yeah yeah and i think it was the televangelism one right mm-hmm. and it, he made it seem so easy and it looks it, it pretty much is like you just have to meet four criterias for the church of scientology to have this 20 year battle i mean if john oliver was able to do it within a week but then there's this 20 year battle it means that there's a lot of shady shit afoot here. If yeah. you can't even meet four basic criterias. Yeah, yeah. No, makes sense. Hmm. Uh, I think we should try to go undercover and try to join Scientology. Uh, Operation uh, Cinderella. Operation Backwards Cinderella. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> Operation Backwards Snow White. <laughs> dude, uh, Operation. Have, have you been? Uh, so I know you've seen the building, but have you been in the bookstore and all that stuff? Mm-hmm. So the closest I ever went to doing that is in Portland, Oregon, downtown Portland, Oregon. They have what looks like a bookstore. It looks just like a straight up bookstore, but it's a Scientology bookstore. And I did go in there, and they do try to talk to you about it. And I was like, oh man, I was just in here for like a gag, like a gag gift, but like they don't. They don't. They don't see their religion as a gag gift. Oh shit! But 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 it is pretty intense. Like I would not go into the L.A. one, like because they don't. It's not like you're just going in there to like look around, browse around. Like you're at the Barnes and Nobles, dude. Like it's like they they fucking see you and then they start asking you questions right away, dude. And they're trained on it too, so it's not like they just hire somebody for minimum wage. Like hey, just ring up the books and put it in the bag. Yeah. No, they they train you. And, and if you watch like Tom Cruise's interviews. Like a lot of the stuff that like Mike Ridner was talking about, and it trickles down to the, just the basic level to those people as well, where they they focus on repeating what you said, they look you in the eyes constantly, and they train for fucking months to be able to do this, to communicate, to basically become a used car salesman, if mm-hmm. you will. And I mean, you watch Tom Cruise's um, interviews, and he very much implements a lot of Scientology tactics in his interviews. And it's fucking frightening, dude. Hmm. Well, I will not watch Top Gun. That's why. Yeah, I'm not watching Top Gun, dude. If you if you watch Top Gun, you support uh, you know child abuse, dude. Yeah, human sex trafficking. Yeah. You know, and one thing too, I want to end this topic on a uh-huh. little bit is we talk about a lot of crazy shit like the Balenciaga thing, which I think was a tad overblown. We talk about QAnon. We talk about like PizzaGate and all these things that I always dismiss as like bullshit or for the majority bullshit or whatever. But this is very much real. Like, there's real children being trafficked, real humans being trafficked, real children being abused, mm-hmm. forced labor and whatnot. Like, where's the outcry for this? You know? We're the, yeah, absolutely. We're so worried about Balenciaga. We're so, so worried about fucking Hillary Clinton and Comet Ping Pong's basement that doesn't exist or whatever. Where, where's, the, where's the crazy right-wing guy bumping into the fucking, you know, Church of Scientology to free all these people? I think, you know, you can only care about so many things. <laughs> I, it's funny because um, uh, Anonymous, like Anonymous started like as that was like their main target to go after at first was let's go after Church of Scientology. And I think that that's kind of fizzled away. Like so, Anonymous, you know, shout out to them. Like they do some cool stuff. But for the most part, it always seems like they're always like bullying the wrong people. Like they're always just bullying like, oh, dude, this guy... The guy that made the bad Star Wars movie, we're going to send him like 20 pizzas or something like that. And he's going to have to pay for them. <laughs> like the dad from Home Alone? Yeah, it's just like, oh, here we go. Like It, it always seems like they're always worried about the wrong things now. Yeah. But 
It's not what it used to be, I suppose. This topic was heavy because I that that was a thought that kept popping up in my mind, like how these fucking false flags, you know, they save the children or whatever. But what about yeah. the children locked up in the hole? What about Shelly yeah. Miscavige? You know, I haven't seen her. She's apparently locked up in the hole. Apparently, they have sent police to to talk to her, and she claims to be okay. That's what I click. Oh, one thing, and I can't believe we gone this entire episode without talking about this. But Scientology does fi- uh, fund a lot of the police departments that they're located in. LAPD, heavily funded by uh, by Scientology. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think that the reason why they don't investigate is because of the amount of funding and the amount of Scientologist police that are on the force, which is kind of weird. Like, in Vegas show, that wouldn't happen because, you know, again, we're all Bally Bible and, like, <laughs> save the oil. Like, everything yeah. is important. Everything's oil here. But Yeah, because Leah Remini, she, she's the one that put out the missing persons report. And then LAPD, you know, I guess located Shelly Miscavige. But when they they located her, she was with a Church of, Scienti- Church of Scientology lawyer. So, I mean, that's janky in itself. Even yeah. if we take out that, that Scientology element with the infiltration of the LAPD or whatever, to me, that's even jankier as well. Like, if Suge Knight was holding my mom captive <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Death Row's fucking uh, lawyer was there with my mom and she basically has a gun to in, in her back saying, like, yeah, I'm fine. I just really like Suge Knight and I support you know, everything that he's doing right now, like, to me, that that's shady, and that's pretty much what happened, is that she was accompanied with a Church of Scientology lawyer to tell the LAPD that she's okay. But then I also agree with you. Yeah, you're absolutely right. They fund, they hold yeah. a, an annual holiday fundraiser for the LAPD, which brings in millions, if not billions of dollars. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty troubling. Uh, I don't think that religions like that, where's the separation separation of church and state. Like I don't think that they should be able to be funded that way. Mm-hmm. It's kind of kind of creepy that they that they're that deep in like the the pockets of like the police department that could potentially investigate them themselves. There's a conflict of interest there. Definitely. And Mike Rinder says this too. Like why hasn't Scientology been brought down with all of this? That's publicly out there now, or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And there's making the case and actually prosecuting the case. And to be able to prosecute this case, you're going to have to have a lot of people turn on them that are actually getting paid by them Mm -hmm. as well. So, I mean, it's a fucked up situation. QAnon, if you're real, you're attacking the wrong people. Yeah, absolutely they are. Yeah. Man. Anonymous, if you're listening. Anonymous, step your game up, man. All those, like, you know, the Proud Boys. Where are the Proud Boys at? I know, right? Like, tell your neighbor right now, dude. Like, yeah. you better put up another flag that says, like, not in my neighborhood. No Scientology in my neighborhood. No science or Scientology in my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> fuck Fauci yeah. and fuck David Miscavige. Yeah. They probably think it's the same thing, dude. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know, dude. It's, uh, it's, a, creepy, it's a creepy thing. Like when we're covering it, and really the only thing that kind of like does freak me out that's like I don't want to get like death threats or whatever from mm-hmm. like whenever we do a topic like this or like I've thought like oh we need to cover like MS13 or like you know one of those like wild gangs or whatever. I will say this: I'm more but, scared of MS13 than yeah. I am Scientology. But it's like oh we need to cover the fucking Sinaloa cartel. It's like ah uh, nah, let's not cover cool. <laughs> it. Exists. There you go. Just go <laughs> to Wikipedia. They're doing a good job. Leave them alone. Yeah. Yeah. But um yeah even yeah this 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 is the most touchy one where i'm like i don't want to get some hate mail and like i don't want to get like a dead dead uh, canary on my doorstep or whatever 
Yeah. A package yeah. of fishes. Yeah. Art Trejo sleeps with the fishes. Yeah. <laughs> I wake up with like a dead horse. A fish in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is this goldfish doing up <laughs> my butt? Tom Cruise is yeah. like seen like crawling out of your window and shit. Yeah. Anyways. Good 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 episode. Good topic. <laughs> got anything else, man? <laughs> no, that's it. Tell your mommy you boo boo too. Shout out to Jackman, shout out to Warren. Tell your mommy you boo boo too. That's pretty much all I got. Yeah, me too. I'm surprised my voice held up. It actually got a little bit better as the episode went on. So uh well that said, if you have anything else you wanna tell us about Scientology or if you wanna if we didn't cover anything on this episode and you went back to episode one and that three hour episode we didn't cover it, just let us know. Well, I'm always open to doing a part three. As long as it's uh, interesting as shit, which this one was. So uh, hit, hit us up on all the social medias over at Art and Jacob Do America, except for Twitter. We are at Art and Jacob Do A1. Because goddamn, son, sometimes that's just how a steak is done. Uh, but you want to, if you want to help support this podcast in any way, guys, I highly recommend heading on over to patreon.com slash Art and Jacob Do America, where every single week we put together a bonus episode uh, for your listening pleasure. And like I tell you guys, week in and week out. Nine times out of ten, those episodes that you're hearing over on the Patreon are better than the actual episode that you're hearing today for free. So if you enjoyed this episode and you want something that is ten times better, we even have the, yeah, the, the, the stamp. We have the stamp of approval from our own friend Ross Calderon, who says yeah. that he loves those Patreons even more. So head on over to the Patreon, donate one dollar, donate ten dollars, donate five fifty in a new chicken burrito from Taco Bell that they have. That's fucking delicious as shit. Uh, do that, and you'll get a bonus episode every single week, as well as access to 132 bonus episodes that we've done over Damn. the last couple of years. We're getting, that's its own separate show in it to itself. I got I got to check that show out, dude. <laughs> well, anyways, head on over there if you want to support us in any other way, guys. I highly recommend hanging on over to the official website at earnjigwadoamerica.com, uh, where Art has supplied links to our official store. So head on over there. Uh, check out our four designs. Uh, buy a t-shirt, buy a sweatshirt, buy whatever you want. And it's not so much to help us monetarily as we probably see 10 cents from every cell there. Uh, but it helps support us in that you are a walking billboard for this podcast. So if you're walking into the Hollywood Church of Scientology or if you're Nicole Smith Bosch and you're going to the South African Church of Scientology building and you're wearing the church or, and you're wearing the Orange <laughs> of Do America t-shirt, it lets Tom Cruise know that we exist. It lets David Miscavige know we exist. It lets them know that I want to fight both of them shirtless because I'm taller than both of them. David Miscavige and uh, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. I think I have a fair shot beating up them. You got you. It's a puncher's shot, dude. Dude, did you know that there is a, a the uh, the Scientologist movie going clear? Yeah, I mentioned it on episode one. Oh man. I didn't, totally spaced out on that but yeah apparently it has a Rotten Tomatoes score <laughs> it's got a decent Rotten Tomatoes score no if you want to see something really good look up their official music video called We Stand you, Tall you did you, yeah I remember that that's <laughs> funny dude <laughs> that's some shit right there so if you go there support us uh, let Tom Cruise know I want to beat his ass I'll, I'll jet fight him I don't give a fuck um how could you hurt Katie Holmes in such a way? Yeah, I know. She's such an angel, such a cherub. Uh, but anyways, guys, uh, if you want to hear other great podcasts, guys, I highly recommend heading on over to podbelly.com. Like Art said, if you want to hear a really good episode on Scientology, I'm sure Sofa King covered it. I'm sure Robots for Eyes covered it. Uh, but with that said, guys, my voice is starting to go away again. Uh, but goodbye. And God bless America. And good night.
let's get to this point where you're in the church, uh, you were raised in the church from a very early age, your whole family's in the church, and then there was an incident that bothered you that started, I think you had questions before, but in 2006, you go to a big wedding, big celebrity uh, wedding mm -hmm. of uh, Tom Cruise to Katie Holmes, mm -hmm. the wedding, and you were friends with uh, the wife of kind of, uh, what is he called, this, the chairman of the board yes. of Scientology? Yes. David, uh, is it? Miscavige. Mm -hmm. David Miscavige is, is the big cheese of Scientology, and you're friends with his wife, and you see that his wife isn't there. Right. And you asked, her name is Shelly, where's Shelly? Right. This, there's this big wedding, where's Shelly, and what happened? Well, I asked innocently, um, you know, where's Shelly? Because I thought it was odd. It was being, uh, they were calling it the wedding of the century, the, mm -hmm. the church. And I said, well, where's Shelly Miscavige? And with that was a reaction of, you know, people just scattering. They didn't want to have any part of this. Um, so people around you, like, got out of there? Literally just, like, scattered. And I was like, oh, oh, oh okay. Um, and, and I had gone to the, to the church, and I, I asked the, the spokesperson at the time, Tom Davis, uh, where is Shelly? I think it's weird that she's not here. And he said, you don't have the effing rank to be asking about the leader's wife. Mm -hmm. And I felt that I did have the F and rank to ask where a human being was. Right. Um, and she's your friend. Her. You're just saying... Well, I, I, you know, you, we're saying friends, and, and the church is saying, you know, that we weren't friends. For, it, was, it, it is not usual for a parishioner like me, even though I was considered a celebrity in my church, mm -hmm. to be kind of mingling with the upper echelon of exe senior executives of the church, but we were friendly. Um, for, for many years, we exchanged cards, we exchanged gifts on the holidays. She always wrote a thank you note. Mm -hmm. So it was suspicious that all of a sudden it was just radio silence. And so I felt I did have the right to ask where a human being was. Um, but there's ranks in, in, in the organization. And, and since then, uh, do you know where, where Shelley Miscavige is now? I do not. Um, I filed a police report. Um, I, I did not receive an actual, uh, uh, the, the person who was in charge of the, of the case said that it was um, classified, which is not usual, um, that they couldn't give me any information other than she was fine. I, I needed proof. I mm -hmm. wanted to know who, who uh, spoke to her. Was mm -hmm. she alone? Was she okay? Was, are you sure? I, was she, were you talking to a representative of her? Um, so I didn't get those specifics. And of course, um, the, the church is claiming that I, that I um, filed a, a, an unfounded report, which is a classification that the LAPD gives mm -hmm. um, for, for uh, certain... Anyway, they have a certain nomenclature they use for reports, but they, of course, use that to imply that I did it purposely and that I knew where she was. I think one of the things, when I was just watching the show, it's one of the uh, allegations in the show that... You, that, that and it's, th again, this is not just you. You're talking to a lot of people who mm -hmm. used to be in the church, are not in the church right. anymore, and they're talking to you and everyone's sharing their experiences, and I think that's what, what gives the series a lot of power is it's people talking... And a lot of them talk about being physically assaulted. Sure. They'll disagree with someone in the church who outranks them, and that person will just start hitting them. Correct. And they say no one in the room will do anything, and the person who's being assaulted actually says, I didn't do anything. I just stood there and let them hit me. Right. And I watch that as an adult, and I don't understand how that's possible. It's, it's possible because if you believe that you have barred freeing mankind, that, that, that your transgression of not putting a cup where it should be or um, giving Somehow somebody... Somehow impeded the progress of the church. Yeah. Correct, correct. And so they start to believe that they deserve to be... They deserve this punishment. Correct. And that's how it... Um, 
it has has um continued. This ain't like that, man. It's like this. Then who gives a fuck about those? So just chill to the next episode. Let me just tell you, this was a fun fucking podcast.